Well, welcome to Season 2, Episode 29 of the Bible Table Chat, right here where we keep it live. I'm Elaine Murphy, Senior Anchor, and this week's topic is How Important is Companionship? And this is also a special episode because we will be having Brian Crump. And as you all know, he is my fiance, the love of my life. We will be getting married um, within the next year. Um, and we love each other so much. We've been through so much together. Uh, we're almost been dating. We've have, I've been engaged a year, been dating almost two years in this September. Uh, so we're thanking God concerning our relationship. But I ran across this topic that I thought was very interesting. So how important is companionship? in a relationship and I tell you what the information I found and research is so good and important and as I always say that's this is what the Bible table chat is all about it's all about making us all better people and when we become better people we have better relationship better marriages better friendships we get along with all of our relatives even the bad ones so learning the different types of companionship, but specifically the one that leads to marriage. How important is companionship? And I'm telling you, this is a good episode. So if you haven't already, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and lend us your ears right here at the Bible Table Chat, where we keep it live all the time. We're going to go to a break, and then we'll be right back and dive right into this very interesting episode of how important is companionship. And we will have Brian Crump here with us at the second portion of this particular episode. So yay, we're going to have fun today. I'll be right back after these messages. Well, welcome, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those sponsored messages. And today's topic is Season 2, Episode 28. How important is companionship? And you all know who I got with me right here. My my best friend, my brother in the Lord, the love of my life, Brian Crump. How you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm doing excellent now that you're here. You know, we just love doing these podcasts together. Mm -hmm. All our videos we do outside, everything we do. And today's episode is a very, 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 I'm so happy to be doing it, first of all. But it's kind of an interesting one. Because not everybody understands companionship. And me and you, I can happily say, me and you have been dating almost two years we're a few months away from two years Mm -hmm. and I've been engaged one year Mm -hmm. 
And I can honestly say that I still feel in love with you like I just met you. So that's probably, that's a good thing. But I know that you're the person that God put in my life. She's making me blush. Aww. Mm -hmm. He is blushing. His face is all red. Well, babe, how do you feel? I mean, isn't it just a blessing to have someone you can finally say genuinely i love this person well you know it was something that i said um with you earlier remember i i called you i went to the store after church service and um i asked you if you was available first because mm-hmm. i just you know i knew you had some things to do as i like, even though i did not want anything when i called you mm-hmm. i just you know called to let you know how much i love you and how much i appreciate you and i was real lucky to have you and you know, those are blessings that are true because you can have blessings that you think they are true, but it doesn't mean that they are true. You know, so you have to be able to discern what's good coming from God and what's bad coming from the devil in order to um, make that determination of what's good and what's bad. But we have so many uh, stories that we can tell people on Mm -hmm. how we know that we're for each other how we know that when we lay eyes upon each other that it was Mm -hmm. you know for you and I to be together and those are things that people may realize and people may not realize but you know you have to take that discernment um, on your own that is so true and um, when he called me today I thought it was the most beautiful thing and that's one thing I can honestly say about you Brian is that from the first time that I met you and after we really both kind of knew that God put us together I can honestly say that Brian has one of the most genuine hearts I'm not saying and I would both have we've now believe me we've had our little spats and bump heads and disagreements but one thing that's different that I noticed about Brian He's always humble enough to say, hey, I'm sorry. We both do. We're, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quick to apologize. Because yeah, there's times that you've done it and there's times that I've done it. But I've always, and I could truthfully say this um, about being with Elaine compared to being with other people in the past. And I would never compare Elaine to other people in the past. Mm-hmm. But she's the only woman that I've, uh, when we do have our little scuffles and everything, I've never went to bed angry or upset. We've always hashed out the issue, even if it was just to say I'm sorry, mm-hmm. just to get that off our chest and maybe revisit it a different mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But before bed, we never let ourselves go to bed angry. And one reason, I can't sleep anyway. <laughs> I just would not be able to sleep. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. My stomach would be, I would feel sick and my I just don't have any peace. And I think that to go all night like that, I, I'm actually honest to believe it. If it doesn't get resolved by the time I go to bed, then I would be really upset the next day. So I agree with you that, I mean, rather I'd be upset at you. I think I'd be upset at both of us. But I, I think I'd say, well, that's really cruel to let somebody, you know, what do you call it, bask in such mm-hmm. a, un, a unstable place. And because, see, we I mean, we have a position now where... You know, we're doing everything by the way how God intended us to do it. Exactly. See, and that's where the companionship comes in, too, because there's people who want to move in together. 
True. and wants to play house as uh, a, a judges call it and other True. people call it but see it would be wor- it's worse if we was to get into a spat and we don't apologize because we're not in the same household Oh, man. We're in a different household, mm-hmm. so they'll even be worse. Now, I can see her now calling me every five minutes, making sure that I'm up to say, you want to talk about this? And I would probably mm-hmm. do the same thing because, you know, just like her, I wouldn't be able to sleep neither. And that's how they, you know, they're your soulmates for each other. That's true. If you did really didn't care about that person, you wouldn't even mm-hmm. care to call them. Mm-hmm. You be would like, leave oh, them. Well, I'll just talk to them another day. And, you know, another thing that I've noticed, the closer I get to Brian, the more us not connecting hurts. Mm-hmm. It does. It hurts. It, it it feels like you're losing part of yourself. And I can imagine if, you know, I would say it this way, because the, the, what I'm going to say is not going to happen. But I think to me, when someone breaks your heart and you love them, you feel like you're going to die. Because mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how bad it hurts. But this way you that's the way how you felt with uh with your mom. Yeah. You know, if, if you wasn't there for your mom Man. and you know yeah. wasn't there to see the things that happened to your mom. I would have I'm I guarantee you, I don't know. I, I know we don't I wouldn't let her do anything because I was with her at the time and I'm still with her. So. Yes. <laughs> I I'm I'm just simply saying this and that's true. Um if I hadn't that's a good thing to bring up because my love for my my parents parents just like our love was so mm-hmm. deep especially for my mom at the time she was going through um I was so happy I was able to be there for my mom but I tell you what it would have probably been a different story if I had not have because I think I probably would have just mm-hmm. died from a heartbreak it's that bad I don't want to get too much on that cuz mm-hmm. then I'll start crying but you know, and it was like um, even even uh, uh, today at church, you know, we're we're so connected with each other that we can look at each other and tell something's wrong, right? You know, and I can, you know, she when she's not her lively, bouncy self, because she's a little bit more livelier, a little bit more lively. Is it What's just a, a proper grammar? Is it Perker? Perker? Yeah, she, perk? she's yeah. More Perk? Well, you understand what I'm talking about, but Perked up? She, yeah, she she's she's more she's perkier, right? Than I am, you know. And it's kind of funny because we kind of resemble uh, her parents in a way because she's spunky like her mom, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. like her dad. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, and, and it's kind of weird because um, to everyone, it's the yin and the yang. That's true. In, in everything. But, like, even today, I put my arm around her because I, I knew that something was, was wrong mm-hmm. with her. It was, I could sense it and everything. And I've asked you a couple of times before I did that, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, but I know that you want to be strong for yourself. Right. But it's the same thing with that meme that mm-hmm. I sent you. Remember the meme with the two lions? Yes. The lion, the lioness in front says, doesn't matter what's in front of her as long as she knows who has her back. That's true. So I will always have her back in good times, bad times, when she's crying, when she's happy, when she's sad, just like she'll have my back in those same times. And the companionship of that is when you know for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, there's a difference between companionship and lust. True. Oh, absolutely. Now, you know, that could be a whole podcast on itself. Yes, that's true. But a lot of people lust after the person because their physical attributes 
or what they may have, mm-hmm. yes, you know, stuff like that, uh, envy of them. Mm-hmm. I've always joked with her and said, I'm envy of you because you have off on Fridays and I have to work on Fridays. <laughs> but those jokes, there's humor, right. you know, because I'm off on Mondays and she's not off on Mondays. She worked Monday night. But to, to get back to this, it's, um, you know, when, when you're lusting after someone and you have an argument with them, or if you get to the point where it's like, do I really want to be with this person? Mm-hmm. Then you're with the person f- for the wrong reasons. Right. You know, but when you have that true connection, that companionship with that person. Mm-hmm. And companionship doesn't have to be about sex all the time. It does not. It's about spending time with each other, mm-hmm. knowing each other, um, being intimate with each other. Not intimate sexually, but like a hug or a kiss or, you know, just something like that. And, you know, to know that... You can talk to that person about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's situations that I talk to Elaine about, and she voiced her opinions on those things, and I'm grateful for that. And vice versa, there's some things that she talked to me about, and mm-hmm. and I voiced my opinion. She was grateful on that. So, of course, you're not going to get into all of our business, but right. you know, just to understand that companionship is different from lust. And please Google the two if you're kind of on the fence with it. That is so true. And I like what you said. Um, I'm going to share a little bit more off of the show about what you just talked about because it is something I probably should have shared with you about at church. You mm-hmm. said you looked at me and asked you. It wasn't that something was bad wrong, but there was something good what, behind But I, I already know what it was. And see, she, she don't even have to tell me. Okay. But see, I know <laughs> because that's how, cause that's how good we know each other. Uh-huh. You know, there's times where... We can, I mean, this is just, just so, no, this is how you really, really, really know you're for each other, too. Mm-hmm. I could call her from work, and just with the tone of my voice, she says, what's wrong, baby? Mm-hmm. Just from the tone of my voice. So she knows, and nine times out of ten, I do have issues at work because mm-hmm. that's just the way how it is. But I knew today, I knew she was missing her mother. Mm-hmm. I know that because um, Deacon was, was speaking on a real good topic. And, you know, he still misses his wife Mm -hmm. and everything. And he um, shared a couple of things about that, Mm -hmm. you know. And upon sharing those couple of things about that, that's when you start getting a little emotional. And I I would actually just mm -hmm. say this because this can be said. The person that came in today was one of my mom's closest friends. That's right. That's right. And I hadn't seen mm-hmm. her. Even when mom was sick, she didn't come around. Mm-hmm. Some people grieve differently. Mm-hmm. Some people can love you so much they just can't. It bothers them to see you in a certain state. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different. Right. I was there for my mom. I didn't like the state that she was in, but I knew I was there mm-hmm. to help her and be there close for her. And she was my mom. Mm-hmm. Right. And some people just can't handle it. It hurts them so bad they have to stay away. Mm-hmm. Just to stay sane. Um, so I get that. But when I seen her today, I just felt mom would have been so happy to see her. Mm-hmm. You know, where she would have been touched. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're glad that she came back because we didn't know what had happened to her. And that's what prayer does. Yes, that's what prayer did. That woman is very special. Um, but in saying that, you have so much of the information that you were just talking about, baby. That some of this I might not even have to read because, <laughs> which is okay because we could cut back a little time. Mm-hmm. But just to, for the those who are listening in, um, companionship is what Brian said. It's a state of of being friends, 
um, the state of being friends, but it goes a deeper than even a friendship. Mm-hmm. It is a closeness or familiarity, a true fellowship among two people who are whatever reasons have a have truly have a true connection. Let me reread reread that again. Mm-hmm. Companionship is that state of being friends, but it goes deeper than even a friendship. It is a closeness of familiarity, a true fellowship among two people who, for whatever reasons, have truly connected. And I'm telling you, that's, that, that is, you hit it right there on a the dot. So it's, it's more than deeper. It's a friendship, but it's deeper than a friendship. And I believe that true connection was God. Um, in my research that I had on companionship, it says, what does companionship mean between a man and a woman? Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on that, too. But sometimes it's good to also uh, go ahead and just confirmate what you just said. Um, companionship is similar to friendship. And a person who a person one calls a companion is usually their friend or romantic partner. But the word companionship specifically implies that a lot of the time is spent with each other's company. Mm-hmm. The word commonly applies to relationships between people, um, but pets can also provide companionship. Okay, so and you know, touched in reference to the, to the pets, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, wait a second, what pets? Yeah, pets have a different role in companionship True. because they're very innocent. Mm-hmm. And they're very trusting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who say dogs spell backwards mean God. You know, because <laughs> it does, but... because of the because it, it doesn't matter what you do to a dog, it will still forgive you. True. No, I can't harm animals. That's me. Mm-hmm. But the companionship, I think, what I was talking in there regarding pets is that a pet will always be there for you. That's true. And that's how your significant other should be always there for you. You know, it's funny you say that. I remember one time when I first heard about um, people abusing pets. Mm-hmm. I was watching one time this man. I don't know if I've seen it on TV or actually witnessed it. But I seen a man was so harsh to his dog. And even after he got through hitting it, the dog curled his tail in and everything. But he still stayed by the man. Mm-hmm. As bad as that man was treating that dog. He didn't leave him. He didn't run away. He just curled his tail up and just sat there. Mm-hmm. And so, that's, which and is cruel. I'm not saying yeah, not, that's, that's not, he should cruel, be locked yeah. up. But yes. I'm just saying that's how loyal a dog is to a human and being. Seeing, that's why I can't be, uh, um, what, what do they call it, an ASPCA cop? Because I would arrest everybody. Oh, you. I'd be I right at that person's house waiting for me to hit him over the head with a nice day. Pop. I'd be like... <laughs> You better watch out for Brian. Mm-hmm. You beating your dog? Okay, you better leave the country. You better leave the planet. Cause... I will track you down. <laughs> Even if I have to get a spaceship, I will track you down. So I like the idea of Brian explaining that animals' companionship is different. And we know that. We know mm-hmm. that a human being is not going to marry a planet, plant, uh, uh, a pet. And they're not going to have the same type of relationship. But I can, I can see how they both can fall into companionship. This is what does male companionship mean? Do you know or can I read this information? Now this is now this is what's interesting about this topic is is the or the research that I did. It also supplies you for stuff that maybe you want to know. Cuz so in order it asks about what does a male companionship mean? Okay? 
as a male companion, this is what this said. Now, you can agree with it or you can disagree with it, mm-hmm. but just be honest. Okay. It says, as a male companion, your job is to act as a caregiver for your client to help them with tasks for daily living. Is this role, is this, in this role, you may help your patient move around, assist them with errands, help with feeding and bathing, and perform other services as needed. I can agree with that on the point that that's more of a job like a homemaker. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a person who comes inside the home, the companionship is to help clean the home and be with that person in case of anything happens. So, okay. That's a different type of companionship in my eyes. Okay, so that's this is what they were saying. Now, this is research. Like mm-hmm. I said, research, a lot of it is the world's idea of male companionship mm-hmm. on the basic part of it. Mm-hmm. So they're just saying that the male is the one that does all the... The, the I guess they mean client or whoever else you're involved with as that person, um, as a person that helps. Okay, now let's go on further. It says, now what makes a good companion? The doctor's companions, okay, I don't, I don't know why they're bringing the doctors, but let's go. The doctor's companions tend to have a high degree of agreeable or being, being caring, cooperative, and considerate. You know what I'm going to do? I didn't see that part where they're talking about. I seen the word companionship is what make a good companionship. Chip, but, but see, what, do you understand what, what they're saying right, right there? I understand okay. what they're saying. Okay. And but see now, what I was going to say too is that you have to understand there are different levels of companionship. And I think that's what this is talking about. Okay. Pets have one level of companionship to their owner or True. to their um, person. A, a housekeeper or a housemaid or something like that have a different level of companionship. Uh, according to their client. True. Okay. And now you have the doctor. The doctor have a different type of companionship because you know when you're at your last stages of your of your life, or True. you're in a hospital because of some serious illness. I prime example: those who had COVID that was in the hospital, mm-hmm. that was on um, on breathing machines. Okay. Because they couldn't breathe. The nurses there show companionship to be with that person because you know what. No one else could. They could not bring a family member true. next to them because they could have been contagious and they could have caught it. That's true. But because the way how they gowned up, dressed up, and stuff like that, they were able to be with that person in lieu of their family. So please understand, to me, this is what I'm thinking, what Elaine is going through here, different levels of companionship. There's a companionship of husband and wife, companionship of boyfriend and girlfriend, Companionship of fiancés, you know, mm-hmm. guy fiancé, woman fiancé, but you have to understand what your role is in that companionship. That is exact. That is exactly what that is saying. It says now the question is, uh, why is companionship important in a relationship? Okay, now that's mm-hmm. what I want to get back into because that's a, really the main point. But I like what you brought out because the information that I had pointed that at that one that point mm-hmm. that I didn't see it. So I thought it was almost unnecessary, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's but, a different mm, level. So it was good that we actually pointed that out. Right, because you know, it could be some other people, too, who may have questions or True. they may have looked it up or Google True. it and said, well, wait a second, companionship is A, B, C, D. They didn't say A, B, C, D. They said E, F, G. True. But companionship is on any, every level. Different God, levels. 
has true. companionship with us. That's true. In his own individual way. Mm-hmm. Because God knew, God knows you, bef- knew you before you even came out the womb, before you were even born, uh, made into the womb. Mm-hmm. God God knew you. Okay. You know? Awesome. So, he will, com- he will be a companion to you different than a companion to me because we are two different people. He will never be a companion to the same person. So, even God has companionship with us because mm-hmm. what does the bible say we are the bridegroom yes amen well teach it teach it <laughs> it says here again that was awesome brian thank you sure why is companionship important in a relationship which is a good question i guess we can we can go ahead and ask that a strong feeling of companionship with your partner can make all the difference in your life together mm-hmm it means you have someone to share everything with, in which Brian did talk about, rather good or bad. Someone to celebrate your achievements with and support you when things aren't going well. Well, look at that. And those are things that we do to um, to each other. I remember that I shared her, uh, I shared with Elaine um, the, the information regarding my credit score, and she was very, very mm-hmm. excited about that. You know, so that was good news. Mm-hmm. You know, she shared with me, you know, some some news about uh, like like at church today. Right. Everybody was praying for the for the special woman coming mm-hmm. to church, and she did. And um, you know, so there's there's different different things on that. So you have to be good, and you have to be faithful in the good and the bad things i guess that's what i can say that is just awesome yeah you're absolutely correct and the next question we're going to ask in the research um we may not answer all the questions in the research but this i believe the ones that we do get to and ask are made to be said because there are people listening around the world at this even if i'm just saying this i know the usa of course has the bigger percentage of listening but I tell you what, even if one person li- listens across the world in some country, it was made for them to hear it. So I think everything is very important. And we appreciate your yes, we do your your listenership. Oh among man, all all countries. Yeah. We, we thank you for that. And Amen. We hope that you continue to do it. And um, please just uh, just leave a message on the Anchor app. Mm-hmm. And it will go right, right to Elaine. And believe it or not, she will share, you know, all your messages, good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. because uh, that gives her encouragement, and you will also be encouraged too, as well. Amen. And that is so true. And there's another question here that I think I'm going to share. It says, "Why, why is having a companion important? Mm. Having a companion in your life, rather." Uh, they are rather they are a relative friend or carrier carer Mm -hmm. helps keep the mind active and prevent social isolation very important someone there to engage in conversation with even if it's for a few moments Mm -hmm. encourages mental stimulation and positive thoughts Mm -hmm. as well as remits memories you know what that tells me? Reminence. Reminence memories. You know what that tells me? What does it tell you? All of you out there, you have mothers, fathers, or you have uh, other people that may be in nursing homes. They still need a companion. They do. Even they absolutely. Just like it says, even if it's for a few moments, even if you spend 
10 minutes, just take 10 minutes out of your day just to say, hey, I just came by to see how you're doing. That's so true. And it's very stimulating. And not only will it stimulate their mind, but they, it will help them keep remembering of the good times mm-hmm. of you and the other person. That is so true. It says, should you marry a, com- a, a companionship? No, oh, no, man. I'm just joking. No, I'm <laughs> no, just joking. Just no, just kidding. Joking. Pros of companionship marriage. It says, typically, companion, was it? Companionate? Yes. Companionate marriages prioritize communication and support between spouse over money and material objects. Couple Couples rid themselves of any financial or economic claims to each other. It's a more stable and more durable relationship. Now, that's according to this person. Yes, so, it's um, a Gaduva or Gadua. Yeah, so I'm not in particular of a fan of what someone else may say because there is adding another opinion. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody has an opinion on that, but the, what I get from this is okay, again, should you marry for companionship? Absolutely. This brings me. Well, what I was talking about that they marry between um, money and material objects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That gives me, you know, when I was stationed in Korea, okay, I was stationed mm-hmm. in Korea twice. And when I was in Korea, there was a lot of women whose mothers came to the servicemen, to, mm-hmm. to the army servicemen and said, hey, I give you X amount of money. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about like $1,000, 2000 I'm talking $20,000. Mm-hmm. Came to servicemen and said, you know what? I'll give you $20,000 if you marry my daughter. Because they want to be an American citizen so much that that is the part of money, material objects. And you mm-hmm. should never marry for that. Because if you marry for that, what happens when money goes away? That's true. And not only that, different countries, money value is different mm-hmm. than here. Say 20000 is like 200 bucks mm-hmm. in the U.S. <laughs> And what if, and what if material objects go away? Yeah. And don't forget yeah, what what else is very 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 important about money and material objects. There is nothing really. There's nothing really important at all. It has no Bible value. Says, the Bible says, when Jesus says, "I tell you the truth," it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. Than it is for a rich man to go to heaven. That's true. So with all Absolutely. your valuables, money, what it says here, mm-hmm. material objects, what it says here, those objects will fade away and they cannot even get you into heaven. That is absolutely true. And another thing I was thinking in that, when I mentioned about the difference in value of money, mm-hmm. if you were just wanting money and you heard the word 20,000 and you weren't the smartest person, mm-hmm. the smartest military, but you're not the first person that I heard about military and how they go across because you go everywhere in the military possibly go everywhere they always try to get the military men to marry their daughters and take them over to and them. $20 in Jamaican money is like <laughs> it's like nothing you Did wouldn't you believe know, it do you know that one American dollar okay one American dollar is equal to 152 <laughs> Jamaican dollars yeah, you, you remember your your, your 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 friend who went to Jamaica and said they gave them a dollar tip and they did everything for they them did because to them it's hundred fifty two dollars. Yeah, we so do imagine that. imagine being stationed in a country that's something similar to that. I give you twenty thousand dollars and wind up only being twenty dollars. 
You be so mad. <laughs> and you got a woman you don't really mm-hmm. love. I think that that is hilarious. I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm laughing. Just think if you had a bell for it, man. Okay, my chair is squeaky, so I hope nobody's hearing that squeak. So man. just, just, uh, just remember with companionship. Be wise. Be wise. wise. Yeah, don't fall into anything. That's really a good thing to say, cause man, that's a that would you would be a sucker. Could you? Literally, (laughs) they have you wrapped up as a little piece of candy. So I'm gonna eat you because I offer you twenty dollars and you say yes. Twenty dollars of Jamaican money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not probably fifty cents. Mm It's scary too. It says, uh, how do you show companionship? Oh, this should be interesting. Um, let me go down and read a little bit further. It says, read through the following steps and ask yourself if you are putting the necessary work into developing a truly fulfilling companionship. Now, I don't know if we're gonna do that. Maybe we'll do that another time. I don't know, because that's that's pretty that's You wanna pretty do good. it? Yeah, because you know, I mean even with the highlighted. It's what? Listen. Okay. Right? That's for companionship. Respect. Yes. You know, how how can you have companionship with me if I don't even respect you? That's true. We wouldn't be sitting here. Exactly. Honesty. True. If you can't oh, be honest man. with someone, uh, companionship definitely. is out the, the, the door. You wouldn't, give a, you wouldn't even get a play with me without <laughs> Needy, but needy in this sense is different in reference to just the longing of that person to be around. Right. I think, opinion. yeah, needy sometimes... Um, because it says work with the developing to truly fulfill yeah needing a person right. but being needy not needy like you are always need something you're you're desperate exactly. that's a form that's another form of exactly. needy exactly is when you're desperate you could be too needy though mm-hmm. you can't can trust too... they'll be able to trust that person oh definitely this is one that you get me with personal grooming oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah because my hair go by real quick and oh, she always talking about you know what you should shave it <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? And it's like, because my hair grows quick on my face. It's like in one week, I have a lot. And it grows so quick that sometimes I just give up. I'll be like, I love you regardless. Grow it back. But cut it, won't it off. Grow, it won't grow on my head, though. But it'll right? grow on my face. So I tease my body because he's got a beautiful face. He wants his hair up here. But all his hair grows on his, his jaws and mm-hmm. his cheek and in the back of his head. So I always tell him he looks handsome either way, but I tell him to keep himself looking. He looks so much younger when he just shaves him off. And it's like with the personal grooming is what, however you were there when y'all met each other and how y'all fell in love with each other. I think that's the same uh, thing that you need to keep keep up. True. You know, if I met you with a beard and stuff like that, and you're used to seeing me in a beard, like mm-hmm. a real big beard. You know, then you're used to seeing that. But right. if I see, if I'm clean shaver or something like that, and all of a sudden just become like uh, somebody like ZZ Top, you know, you might question that. A yeah, that's bit. true. You can so, overdo anything, you know. But I think that that that's true. So and then, then um, take it slow. Oh yeah. Which is what we did. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we didn't rush anything. Exactly. I think I think we were really we just really was taking it slow. Right, and that's one thing too about companionship because if you feel that you have to rush to be somebody's friend or to be somebody's companion, then no, it's not gonna work. You know what made me? I'm I'm never in a rush. I, we are we are we are a certain age. We don't have to put our age out there. Mm-hmm. We, you never know who's listening, but. 
we're we're at a certain age where we've been I know I have been abstinent so many mm-hmm. years that people don't even believe me when I tell mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have and I know why because God was waiting to bring the right man but that gives me strength to wait longer mm-hmm. if I've waited 13 plus years 14 years without being touched with a man and ha- having a man touch me what is the hurry in mm-hmm. that area and a lot of people always ask me because I don't have any children I will say that neither do I and they say um, but don't you want to have the experience I'm like are you serious why do I want to have the experience of having a child and me and that person break up over you know my, money right you know so it's, it's like it's, it's just one woman that I know when her child becomes of age she breaks up with the person go with another person to have a child just to collect uh, that's scary it, it is you know that's scary. and just like Elaine I've been absent for a long period of time too mm-hmm. so um, but yeah so and this is the one that I love number eight show don't tell Right. So now, Action what that speaks means, louder than exactly, words. It exactly. does. I could say that I love Elaine, but unless if show I me. show it in the way that she will understand, mm-hmm. she will question that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Action always speaks louder than just you talking. After a while, you can get tired of somebody talking. They don't even have to be a, a person that's in your life. I heard a person, they said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Ten years later. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I finally looked at him and said, why don't you do it? I said, until you do it, don't tell me about it. And me, I'm the type of person, if a person, I'm going to do this. I look at my little arm on my watch. I'm like, okay. Counting the seconds. <laughs> one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Because, you know, yeah, action speaks louder than words. And her and I, Elaine and I, we are at the age where talk is cheap. You can say Man. anything. We've had so much experience of people saying one thing and doing something else or not even meaning it so when you tell someone you're going to do something that goes into trust honesty and respect Mm -hmm. as well what we said earlier so you tell someone you're going to do something or you tell someone whatever they have to have that trust respect for you just like Mm -hmm. you have to have the trust respect for them that's true and that's another thing when it comes to companionship having a good relationship of companionship with your significant other or your spouse is a simple fact you have to be able to trust them Mm -hmm. Brian is going to be my husband when we get married if Brian says babe we need to move to Alaska now I may not like Alaska she won't because it's cold I know but listen (laughs) no but let me let me say this Uh (laughs) I know we will never move to Alaska but I I did that drastically you don't know (laughs) you don't know but actually, even according to biblically, mm-hmm. the man is the head. Now, this is now women. This I want you to hear what I'm about to say. <clears throat> Since the word of God, those who are Christians and believe in that, the word of God says the man is the head of his wife. But it also tells you what qualifies a good man. Mm-hmm. The man you follow should have a soundness of mind. They should be stable in Christ because they should be able to hear the voice of the Lord about where they go and what you do. You're not, they're not going to wrestle over you about anything that God tells you to do because you should be in agreement. Mm -hmm. 
So if the Lord tells Brian, now I can pray about what the Lord tells Brian, but Lord, the Lord tells Brian to move to Alaska because there's something down there. And Brian says, baby, I hear the Lord telling me, I'm going to pray about it because I don't like the cold. Like he said, he's absolutely right. But I'm not going to fight that. You know why? I'm going to let Brian be responsible for saying he hears the Lord. My and trust, lot, and that's a lot of responsibility, man. And so my trust in Brian, I trust the God in Brian. I have to be able to trust the God in Brian enough just to pack my stuff, mm-hmm. get a house, whatever, down in that cold weather, and go with Brian. Mm-hmm. That's love too. It takes, and it's, it takes humbleness on a woman or man side. Mm-hmm. Now it could be the other way around. I can say, Brian, I hear the Lord saying. um, we, says, we, we, how she's looking. we we need to move up here. I'm just saying, for example. Mm-hmm. And Brian looked at me like, what you talking about? He, tell, you know, he didn't tell me that. You know, I'm just saying, for example. What good would that be? I think the best thing to do. And another thing we would wrestle over is this. But our job is here. Mm-hmm. My job is here. We just have to move to Alaska. Our, parent our parents are here. Now, this is, now, this is just something I'm saying. I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is something that we could do. But what if God asked you to do that? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of responsibility for us men because <laughs> even though we're the head of the household, we have to provide mm-hmm. uh, for the family. Now, the woman is the helpmate mm-hmm. of the relationship of the, the marriage, but it's still the guy's responsibility to provide for that. Mm-hmm. So if it comes from God, make sure it comes from God because that's you can say, hey, God said let's move to Texas, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hot it's te- in Texas. Man. But yet you go to Texas. You don't have any job. Man. Uh, you wait for a month, still don't have a job. Now your money's getting low. And you've lost your and your home your and where home you work. And cars, you know, if you have a new your car. Job. Or a tr- so, you know, and then um, don't expect for the woman to be on your side too many times. Because you have to make sure that what you're hearing from is from God because the Bible says test the spirits yeah the Bible says test the spirits so if you hear that little voice in your ear test the spirits see if it's from God or if it's from the evil one mm-hmm. because from the evil one who knows where you'll, you'll be but from God you'll be possible right and and I would say this if God if God shows you a way he'll make a way if mm-hmm. God tells you something he'll make a way if God says go down to Texas and you got an offer for down in Texas paying you $100,000 a year in a job similar that you're doing up here and you know you're going to start work as soon as you get down there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still pray about it. But you shouldn't have no problem, you know what I mean, moving. And another thing it could be, you know, our mom and dads are still alive. I'm going to use that example. I hope they don't do that because we both want to be able to be here, especially with your mom. Because I know your mom is a little bit more has physical situations mm-hmm. where I just know even after we get married, she's going to want you to come over and do some stuff and I'm going to let you. That's just, that's, that's just the thing because those are things that your mom needs and she's your mom. Mm-hmm. And um, although, and I believe even then we both might be going over your mom's house mm-hmm. <laughs> doing some things. So don't always, and that's the way it is. So the point I was trying to prove in that particular one is that when God sends you that man as a that's how humble you need to be women and not every woman or man is humble in that way mm-hmm. that's why all these arguments and fights start in the relationship in your companionship and I would like to add 
a number nine. It doesn't have number nine on it here. It doesn't. No, the, the, it only has eight. Listen, respect, honesty, needy, trust, personal grooming, take it slow, show, don't tell. But I want to add a nine on here. And what is that nine? Understanding. Wow. Mm-hmm. Understanding. Elaine and I have an understanding for each other that if I have to do something for my mom, she's understanding. If she has to do something for her dad, I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. If she needs private time to herself, I understand that. Mm-hmm. If I need private time to, to myself, mm-hmm. she understand that too. So the part of that is to be understanding. That's true. That's true. Amen. I like that. That is awesome. Let me see if we got any more here. We all know it's normal to want companionship. I don't think me and Brian would be sitting here together if we did not want companionship and we can go to where the word of God says that back in the time when in the book of Genesis when God created man he also noticed that there was no other creation like man and that man it wasn't good listen is companionship um orchestrated or important to God yes because he started it I preach he, he looked at Adam and it said to Adam, he said, he said it to Adam, it is not good that man be alone. Yeah, I'm going to play the drum. And, I'm, and that's for, now that's, that's the Bible right there. God said it personally. He didn't even use any disciple to say that. What did he do? <clears throat> he created a, a woman, made a, a, um, a woman with a womb mm-hmm. out of Adam and she took his rib and gave her the rib and created Eve. And then what he said after that? Do you remember? Um. Said three things. This is good. This is good. That's one thing I forgot, Brian. Mm-hmm. But in any, any after all of God's creation, he said, it is good. Now, he didn't say that <clears throat> over monkeys, over orangutans, rhinoceros. He, he said that over man. Yes, man he did. meaning man and woman because man was created woman was formed just like Elaine said and that's another reason but that's another podcast too about women and and being able to be submissive but like I said before you have to have a stable man Mm -hmm. to be submissive I'm not going to be submissive to a crazy lunatic yeah see if if, if I wasn't stable where I talked about killing myself and killing other people do you honestly think that Elaine would be with me absolutely not I wouldn't even look at you oh wait any woman (laughs) Want to be with me? I wouldn't even spend one minute. <laughs> I mean, oh showing God. up in, 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 in a straight jacket. Remember me? You said I was like, so no. <laughs> it says a lot. You know, when I did this research on this, it gave me some ideas, and I don't know. It says, "How do you know if a man is passionate about you?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's maybe it'll give away all our women's secrets. What do you think, woman? Okay. <laughs> It says the signs, and then maybe you already have these signs, so I'm going to read it. 15, I only got eight here. I didn't even, I don't think I even did. Let me go. No, I don't even think I did the whole 15, but these eight were kind of interesting. It says he's focused on your pleasure. When someone just wants to have sex, their needs are often selfish, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. One thing I can say is good, Most though. Most men are, yeah. Oh, man. I can just I can just say this much about Brian that I thought was very interesting. That's very helpful. Is that if it wasn't for him being able to be abstinent and not trying to get me in the bed, I would have days 
where I would have fight where I know that it would have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not a person that don't want to weigh, but to have two people that's not trying to tip you mm-hmm. and you're not trying to tip me, which means that we're going to have our own individual, even living in different places, you have your moments and thoughts mm-hmm. about touching each other. But it's where you keep your mindset. I think that's all left up to each other. If you know you want to wait, it's really, you have to have a will to be abstinent. You do. Not Is it easy? It's easy if you're safe, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you got a partner that wants to wait. There's no such thing as going to bed and they don't want to go to bed. Or they're not trying to go to bed. So why would you all up on somebody and they're not trying to do that? I don't see us doing that to each other. Because we're both trying to wait. Even if we did, there may come a time we may have to stay in the house a month ahead. But I simply know we'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. Because we know not to do that. I was just locking my door. Yeah, I'm going to lock mine first. There you go. My <laughs> window too. I'm going to tell them, nope, it's over there. Either there on the couch. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll switch. You stay in the bed one night. I say, however that works. But yeah, the second one is he loves foreplay. I didn't even see that one. Well, you know what? I think that goes both ways, though. He loves foreplay. I think it goes both ways. Do you know because... what foreplay is? Yes. <laughs> no, you We're don't. not going to talk no, about just, that. No, one. we don't talk about that. We're not going to talk about <laughs> that. But this is okay. But this, this is um, it because I do like I think, foreplay. I think I this is more of the unselfishness Part of, of a, a guy. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Because it says. How do you know if a man is passionate about you? Mm-hmm. So when it says he loves foreplay, it's not the point about me loving foreplay for me, but loving foreplay for, for you. you. That's true. Because that's the unselfish part of that. That's true. And I actually do love foreplay. But mm-hmm. but I'm glad that he loves foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his time. That's true. He takes his time. I guess it left a little dots for you to fill in whatever it's saying. He takes well, you his know time. What I take my time in. It's like when I say I'm gonna be there at eight o'clock, I'm like eight ten. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I really don't penalize Brian for a time. I don't. I know he's. If he lets me know, as long as he lets me know he has arrived somewhere or he lets me know that he's coming, I don't put the pressure on. Because yeah, I know the times that we do get together, I have all day off anyway. So what is the rush on my part? And guys, I'm going to tell you this too real quick is um, if a woman always asks you, well, where you're going, don't think of her as nagging you. Right. In today's world, in today's society, there have been people who have been killed on the oh, side man. of the road. People have been missing on the side of the road. True. So if if your woman knows to understand where you're going, if I tell Elaine I'm going to Walmart, I'm being back, and she knows the only Walmart that I go to is on Street X, mm-hmm. and she knows the direction that I take. If I don't contact her within a certain time frame, or something happens where I don't call her or anything like that, or let her know I'm okay, she can call the police and say, "Well, Brian said he was going to Walmart." And it's on Street X, and this is the direction that he goes to go to. That is so true. I even did that to my mom in the earlier her stages before we realized she had a tumor in her brain. She was uh, starting to lose track, remember that? Mm-hmm. Of her direction. It scared the life out of me one night. Her and my auntie, mm-hmm. and Lily, went somewhere, and neither one of them are good at driving in the dark either. It just scared me so bad. So. So, yeah, my concern, I actually called the police on that one and had them come over. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think you, you that's one we almost just met. I think you said, I think that's when I you think had you a, said, a tracker. You was yeah. Able to put the tracker, yeah. <laughs> that's how bad it got. I had to put a tracker. Me and dad still keep our tracker. So I know where he is. He knows where I am. And that's okay. But yeah, in saying that, then yeah, you know, it's important to me. I get nervous if, because me and Brian, there hasn't been a day when we actually haven't talked to each other, has there? There no. has not been one day. And I don't want there to ever be one day we don't. Because then I'll think something is wrong. There was one night he did that. And I'm telling you, I almost left my job from the parking lot and drove. Luckily, my job was closer to his house than it was to my actual house. <laughs> but if he hadn't called me, that was one scary move. And he got mad. I don't know if you got mad, but I got upset. But when he called, I was really burnt up. I was burnt up because I told him, I said, I've been trying to text you, call you, do whatever i was about to leave this parking lot and come up and drive all up in your driveway with my lights on i think that was the time that um you I wasn't was feeling sick well. or something yeah. yeah and i went to sleep and i had my phone on but it was uh on vibrate or something and i was sleeping i think i wound up uh texting you a little bit after that mm-hmm. um and you was wondering if i was okay yeah um, and he did that the same thing remember that time you couldn't get a hold of me because mm-hmm. my phone was acting one he said i almost came up to your job I was saying, well, now you know how I feel. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we kind of got each other's back. That's part of having each other's back. What would it be like if I didn't care, though? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's very, that would be very unattractive. I would not want a man that did not care about me. I was like, go get somebody you care about. if, if you Because I don't want to have the mental fight of that. So that's important, too. And it says, he loves your body. I believe he loves my body. He's not trying to touch my body to show that he loves my body. But he always embraces me. And we're both just, we're still working on. I'm touching her shoulder now. (laughs) (laughs) We're still working on physical fitness. But like you said, it's not even about physical fitness. It's just about loving a person. Mm -hmm. Um, If some men, everybody's not attracted to thin, skinny, and bones. Mm -hmm. You know, some men like big women. They like, uh, so it's not really that, but I see what they're saying. It's, it, he loves your body. He loves you just the way you are. That's right. the way I see that. But I am the kind that takes care of my body. And and Brian is the kind that wants to take care of his. He's trying to get through some stuff and do that. And he is losing weight. And it's amazing how men can lose weight and not really be in a gym. <laughs> and I be busting my butt and <laughs> to get a pound off. So, but that's, it's still beautiful. I still love him the way that he is in his body too, but I'm sure he has goals as well. And I, and I pray that he meets those. I don't think some of these I'm not going to go through because we'll probably be on this all night long. Exactly. Um, so I think what we're going to do, some of these I can read personally at another time and kind of get a little bit more right now. We're going to come to a close. Well, at this time, what I'm going to actually do, I'm going to come to a close and thank you all the listeners for tuning in with us here at the Bible Table Chat Season 2, Episode 28. You are appreciated. Yes. And thank you, Brian, for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I guess you kind of had to be because we have a companionship that I think is just awesome that God puts together. And we cannot wait to actually... Um, be married married, and don't have to worry about all this distance between each other. 
and our Sundays are what we call family days. So that's another good thing about compassion or, or companionship with each other too. Pick a day where it's just you and that person most of the day. I'm not going to say all day because of course you have things to do. That person has things to do and stuff like that. Understand that, but pick a day where it's like, you know, Sunday's going to be a family day where we're going to do things on Monday or Tuesday, whatever, but just make sure you spend some time together. Amen. And saying that, thank you for tuning in. And we're glad you you tuned into the Bible Table Chat. Um, it's available to you every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. Thank you very much. God bless you guys and have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.